previously on Poldark, Cecily and Jeffrey Charles tried to elope and got intercepted by Ralph Hansen. Uh, Morwenna and Drake, they finally consummated their marriage. Sam was juggling Rosina and Tess. And also, well, we lost Ned, unfortunately, which was a true story, but not as gross as it really was in real life. So let's see how things go in the second to last episode of Poldark on the Lord of Grantham podcast. And just like that, there are two pole darks left. How does it Man. feel, Corey? It feels it feels like it's time. And when we say two, that means this episode, then there's one after that. There's no secret episode that we know about that we're going to cover after the fact. Maybe. Maybe we should watch the 1975 pole dark. <laughs> just run just it one back episode? from the top. Just one episode? I, th- I think we have to commit if we do the 1970s one. Don't even put that into, out into the world, man. Well, I don't think any of our listeners are like, oh, I, I, this isn't Pride and Prejudice, where people have their preferred media. I don't think there's like Poldark book people that are like, the show stinks, our version's better. There could well, be. I mean, I could be terribly wrong about this whole thing. It would be 29 episodes, Dave, of the 1975 one. There no is way. a... <laughs> A 1996 uh, TV movie for Poldark. So is that accessible? I mean, I would. <laughs> uh, you can watch it on the Brit Box. Okay, yeah, I give it a shot. Let's do that. Why not? Let's throw that on okay. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening and you're and you are on on uh, a Poldarkian or whatever uh, whatever fans of Poldark refer to themselves as, give us that money and we'll do it. Yeah. Behind the paywall. Uh, a lot of the reviews aren't, aren't too positive on it, but, you know, it, it exists out there. It's our due diligence. We have to do it. I I mean, I, I guess we do. Well, we don't have to do it, but if people want us to do it, I can endure a bad movie. It wouldn't be the first time. It won't be the last time. Dave, did you know there was a competing podcast on uh, on Poldark called Poldark Dish? Uh. The Cornwall Cougars, Marlies and Elise, give their unique takes on the BBC series Poldark. So, is it airing airing concurrently? No, I mean, it's, I just see it listed on IMDb. I, I guess you could find that out there. The Poldark dish. If people need more people talking about Poldark, that aren't us. Cougars. The Cornwall Cougars are are what they call themselves. Yes. No, I wonder if they're like older or it's just a, a fun. They're name. a little bit older, I think. Yeah. Well, that, good on older joke. folks for starting a podcast. Granted, we're no uh, young whippersnappers, but we have been no, doing young this enough, for a while. bro. Don't, yeah. don't age us out. We're the we're the Cornwall Cornwall kids. Yeah, we're the Cornwall kids. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, in terms of other stuff in the universes of the shows that we watch, there's nothing really that much going on except the the trailer for the prequel to Bridgerton came out, uh, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story about how the queen came to be that we met on the first season of Bridgerton that will be airing May 4th that that show with six episodes so if people want want us to cover Bridgerton again it's right around the corner there yeah here's the thing that I will say to our listeners right now who who may be listening to this 
and mm-hmm. want us to cover Bridgerton, tell us because we don't know. <laughs> like we have a big open void after Poldark is done. And I mean, I wouldn't mind dipping back into Downton for some classic episodes. I wouldn't mind dipping back into Poldark for some classic episodes. But I will say, we have yet to make a full-on decision on what the next step will be. And if people are like, man, you really got to keep going on Bridgerton, I would. But if people are like, nah, I'm good. That season two is not worth covering. I'm also good. I mean, well, this is a prequel, so we don't, we don't even have to do this, the, the second season. And Dave, this may interest you because you're a fan of uh, How to Get Away with, Get Away with Murder. Shonda Rhimes actually wrote the whole season. Oh, so it's okay. a little bit different than the other ones where she just produced it and oversaw it. Here, here you're getting full Shonda, full on Shonda. Okay, well, we'll keep it in the in the in our noggins. Yep. But we got Bridgerton to talk. Not Bridgerton. We got Poldark to talk about. <laughs> Joey. <Man, laughs> that was having a swerve. <laughs> April Fools. Well, it's season five, episode seven. We're in in a in a ditch. <laughs> the pit. <laughs> Ross fell in the pit. Mm-hmm. And now, uh did Merceron's guys they wanted him dead. Why yep. wouldn't they just kill him? Why chuck him down a mine shaft? Like, that's not a guarantee. You got to, you know, double tap. Yeah, something tells me they just weren't good at their job. I mean, you think about the kind of people that, you know, George employed with the Harrys of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's who I'm thinking takes up these kind of gigs. And so they're not just very good at their jobs. They're not going to execute on, on site. Yeah, especially if you have to get him to Cornwall. It's not like he's got a London. I'm sure he's got an ace in the hole in London, but this is not it- London. Unless if, if the body's to be found, better to make it look like an accident than him actually being outright murdered. True, true. But yeah, I guess of all the ways to right. murder him, this is probably <laughs> the least efficient way. Yeah, you could like bludgeon the head and then toss him down the mine shaft. You don't need to shoot him. I mean, yeah, they they hit him upside the head, but that that's about it. Yeah. They check his pulse, make sure he's not breathing, then roll him down the mine shaft. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, well, I mean, unfortunately for them, he doesn't die. And he wakes nope. up. And he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Pearl Jam says. Yeah. And this is the funniest thing. It's just, he's like, huh. And then he just trips upon a, a lantern that he can light like how handy is that it's like a video game where they just leave you the items you need to, to move yeah, along there's a, in the there's story. a turkey dinner right in front of him too on a plate <laughs> yeah and he his health goes his up <laughs> he picks up a, a weapon there he's ready to go um but yeah he's he's walking around and they see some french soldiers walking around underground yeah he sees like a a bunch of weapons mm-hmm. it is exactly like a video game <laughs> there's a couple yeah. of like nameless, faceless bad guys making the rounds. Yep. And he's restored his health, has a lantern, has a weapon. Well, does not have a weapon, but the weapon is in front of him on the ground. And we don't even see him exit the mine. He just shows up like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> now, I thought this was an opportunity. I, I mean, we have two episodes left of this show. And yeah. I'm not going to I'm, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. We don't need a French insurrection or a French invasion as a new subplot with two episodes left of the show. Well, I think I they're thought, trying to connect dots here. Yeah, because it's... So, well, to jump ahead a little bit, it's a guy mm. 
who tried to throw him out of France from the Dwight breakout sequence yep. a couple seasons ago. Roscoff. Yeah. So I thought in my head he was going to stumble upon uh, silver or gold or something. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to go, oh, my God, I found it. And he's going to find out it's like the back end of Wheel Plenty. And then it's like, yeah. yay. But no, it's guns. Yep. Guns of plenty. And yeah, I, I think they're, I mean, we can just jump ahead because he goes to investigate this again to, to see what's going on with the French people. Uh-huh. And that's when the Roscoff guy captures him and he's about to murder him. And they even do the flashback thing because they're like, there's not a chance to remember who this man is. <laughs> and I did not remember who this man was. Crazy that Ross had the recollection to know the man's name off the top of his head. Uh, so, yeah, he tells him, you know, I'm not really in with the British people right now. I don't like the way democracy is going here. I can help you. Yeah. I can be an asset. A flash and the guy's like, to, sure. Yeah. Flash forward to a scene where he's talking to Dwight where he says, I maybe have made the most dangerous gamble of my life. <laughs> Like, oh God, Ross, you, come on, man. There's only one episode left on the show. You can't dig as like, cold and deep for yourself. I'm a, no. gonna be a dad again. No, it's it's not that because Demelza can't know. Uh, and that that is actually the cliffhanger for next week. But really, it's such a side plot of everything in this episode. It's like, wait, what are we doing here? We, we have that to look forward to next week. Ross being a spy for the French. Which, sure, I I think that I you know from what I know of the book series. He, when he shows up, when there's a gap in the, the timeline in the series, he reappears as a spy. So maybe it's tied to that. I don't know, man. It, it just it feels pretty shoved in there in this episode, at least. I can say that much. For With no reason and no bearing and no point. Yeah. But That we have yet to see. Yeah, we have yet to see. I don't. They're really going to have to do some gymnastics to neatly tie this all up with another hour. Or an hour and a half, yeah. however long the finale is. We'll see. We'll see you next week. That's true. Uh, but let's focus on the, the present. W- where do yes. we want to tackle now? Do we want to just keep talking about the French sequence people? of events following Merceron and, and uh, Hansen and George? Sure. Let's go, go to it. Because I feel like there's not... There's a lot of um, intertwined nonsense here, so... I mean, if we want to just knock out the the light stuff. Okay. So we see Merceron walks into, must be George's house or or flat in in London. Hanson's there. Valentine's there. Uncle Carrie's there. And he's like, well, give me a drink. Mm -hmm. Because revenge, you know, I got what I wanted. And he says, we shoved him down a mine shaft. Right to the right, just right to the room. Yeah, he just says it out loud. Merceron is like, I want eggs, ham, partridge, and revenge, baby. <laughs> uh, Make it cold. And, and the reaction on George's face is like, hmm. Did, are we talking about the same Ross? I didn't. I didn't want him executed. <laughs> yeah, George. I mean, I think this is the moment we all kind of knew we wanted to get and would get would be that that doubt. That yeah. maybe all this anti-raw sentiment 
it's just like childhood rival nonsense that's gone on oh. too far. And this is George going, oh. Yeah, I, I saw it that way, but I also interpreted it as like, you know, the old Transformers thing where like if someone was like going to get Optimus, it's like, no, 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 it's got to be Megatron. And Megatron's going to be upset if someone else tries to get Optimus. <laughs> yeah, I also kind of feel it's like Batman and the Joker where like they can't kill each other. They need each other. Yeah. And in in this, and I think George is also realizing that he is not the big fish that he thinks he is, because yeah, they're like with greater power. There's people with greater power that will kill, that will kill. Like George has not committed a a murder and l- laughed it off. Like he's he's taken money from people. He's he's you know eliminated jobs, closed mines and stuff. But he has never killed. And he's like, wait, yeah, he's never stooped that low. <laughs> Because the thing is, he could have done that if he wanted to, effectively, any time. But he's always chose the high yeah, road. He could have had Drake killed four times over. I mean, he did burn his house down. Like twice, right? His, his shop? Yeah. Yeah, Harry, Harry made, made sure to see to that. Um, but Hanson and Mercer, I was like, yeah, now we can like revisit contracts, right? We can just go back to business, huh? Hey. <laughs> How's that sound? This is usual. Yep. And, and while while they're talking about this, Valentine's in the background just flipping food on the floor. Yeah, just dumping dumping bread on the floor. Yeah. And the servant, you the servant's like, oh god, this kid stinks. And Carrie is trying to take the news in stride a little bit, like, hey, you know, at least Ross is out of her hair. And Valentine's like, I don't like that. This ain't good. <laughs> I was like, who cares what you think, boy? Uh, yeah, who does care? And then Carrie catches George talking to himself. Because he's saying, did I order it? Did, did I, am I responsible for this? Because in some ways he may be thinking, I don't remember. I'm crazy, maybe. Maybe I'm responsible for this. I don't know. And Carrie's like, who are you talking to, boy? And he's like, I'm just, just talking. It's talking out loud. And I feel like we so, can now pivot off of that because I feel like that first bit is important. Oh, mm-hmm. did we, is this the scene where we find out or is it later that we find out that Merceron and Hansen are half brothers? Uh, I think that's well, a little that's later. Revealed, yeah, that's revealed to Ross, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah. Oh, because that's when Ross goes to see Merceron. Yeah. Yeah, he well, goes, no, he goes, walk, guys, remember he walks into the office and Merceron is, is, is sitting there or at the desk and Hansen's sitting on, uh, in the back. And he's just like, you tried to kill me. Like what? What's up? And they're they're saying you can't prove it. There's nothing you got. And he's like, I got broken ribs. Okay, <laughs> I can go to people and and spread the word. And they're just telling him, who Wickham? He's Hanson's half brother. Can't you see the resemblance, dummy? Wait, Wickham <laughs> is Hanson's half brother, or? Oh, he's thought... Merceron's half half brother. Uh, see, this is where it's confusing the scene because I was under the impression that the bad guys were related, and that was the reveal that they're like, oh, they're. So no, Wickham is um, half brothers with Merceron. Right. That's what okay. I'm yeah. See that? Yeah, I was confused. I thought that Hanson and Merceron were half brothers, and that's why the big reveal. Well, either way, I feel like you know when you're watching like a movie or for in our sake pro wrestling, and there's mm-hmm. like a character that turns bad officially after like being slightly nefarious or on the borderline, and then when they go full bad. They're just not cool anymore. Yeah. Like, Merceron in the room with Hanson is not, like, he's not 
complimentary. He's not fun. He doesn't add anything. He's like a second Hanson in the room. Right. The, the, the mischievousness of his character has kind of gone all of a sudden. It's just like, oh, you're just boring <laughs> when you're yeah. not fooling people. And he's like, well, I have a network of spies all over London. It's like, cool. We don't know enough about you for me to care what your influence is around here. This is the second yeah. to last episode, bro. Like, I want to spend time with my people, not you. It's like those people who are, like, trying to make themselves as viable dating options. So they create this character of who they are. And then you get with them. It's like, wait a second. You're actually not that interesting. <laughs> you don't have that it's much like, going oh, so on. Tell me what you've done aside from had people murdered and spied on people. Like, what, yeah. what else you got going on? Uh, I count money. <laughs> um, I torture I trade people. trade slaves. <laughs> like, what? You, huh? Okay. All right. Find, find a new hobby, buddy. Don't impress me much. <laughs> so, you've had a man yeah. murdered. <laughs> right. He would see the, us being executed immediately. Um, and that's a little bit too, I think, of George now, because I think it's just like he sees through them all of a sudden, like, oh, they're not th- this complicated kind of duo or anything, or like, he knows they're powerful, but it's like, oh, they're just bad people. <laughs> There's not much more to it. Like, the whole slave thing was rough, but, oh, no, they're just actively bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where George is, like, bad, he's mm-hmm. morally questionable, but, again, he's not a murderer. He's not a murderer. Right. Draws the line. He's not evil. He's just greedy and out of touch. Yep. And bitter. I mean, we could talk yeah. all the bad things George are, but there's no point right I now. I mean... And you can also say that he was out of his gourd when Bannantine was murdered, too. And it was kind of outside of his purview, so he didn't think anything about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, yeah, then Ross goes to Wickham and it's like, what's going on, man? And Wickham tells him, dude, you didn't know? <laughs> of course we're related. What, what's the hide there? You can look it up in public records. Come on. Yeah, it's like, oh, great. So wait, is Wickham, Wickham's not bad, though? Wickham's just just to the point? Yeah, he tells him, like, you can do what you can to try and prove that my, uh, you know, colleagues there are of, uh, you know, bad nature, but it ain't going to get you far. It's, it's funny, though, because some of the critiques I've read of the season is that Ross has kind of acted out of step with the Ross I've known, particularly because of Ned kind of egging him on to help do some, you know, radical activities and, and mm-hmm. just not thinking of a sound mind. To me, I, I I went along with that just because Ross is trying to help a friend, and that's who he is. He's very much you know mm-hmm. committed to the cause of whoever is close to him. This felt the most out of step with everything, where I don't think Ross is ever that oblivious to, like, what's going on with the situation. This struck me as him being incredibly naive, not to connect these points at all at any time earlier the season between even emotionally like maybe you don't know who's who but keep stay on your tiptoes ross because even we picked up that wickham was given weird vibes earlier in the season it didn't seem like he was quite on their side at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh so it just seems a little beneath ross to seem so foolish here yeah yeah but yeah i mean it certainly explains why there's spies everywhere because he keeps going to wickham be like look we're doing this Okay, we'll put spies <laughs> overall over here. The queen will look so another here, way because I got we do you. Things. I was watching. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, is it here that he picks up the on the information of like the torture uh, of the prisoners and everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, or does he already know that information about um, Hanson? Yeah, how he tor- tortures prisoners. I think he knew. I think that's all sort of from that dossier from Bannantine, right? 
Right, right. So this is, yeah, now after talking to Wickham, he's like, okay, we got to take this into our own hands somehow. Wickham's like, that's my brother, man. Yeah. He says, you better not get involved with any other spy stuff outside of my purview, Ross, or I'm going to be mad. And it's funny, too, because, like, he goes to Dwight, and he's he's telling him, you know, I got to do something. And Dwight is being honest with him. Who's going to believe you? You know, the last guy you were close with was hung as a traitor, and they see you at best as a renegade and at worst also as a traitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you actually plan to do to be taken seriously? <laughs> the people who, like, run the show are against you. And, He's uh, right. Yeah, I mean, we do get a brief moment of Ross crossing paths with George. He's like, "You surprised to see that I'm alive?" And George says, uh, "Nah, I mean, it's surprising <laughs> to see you in body, not in reputation. Your reputation's everywhere." George's like, "Yeah, man, cool." <laughs> I mean, the spies must be really everywhere because everyone's reaction to seeing Ross alive in this episode is like. Oh, okay. I didn't expect you to die. <laughs> yeah, Mer- Mercer on is straight up like, I knew you were gonna, you were coming. Yeah, it really. I got a guy the at the tavern down most down the street. Who do you think his spy is down at Cornwall? In Cornwall, we saw uh, they maybe they got Jacka giving him some intel, or someone we don't see. You think? Yeah, you, you think they got uh, the Tess or something on him? No, I don't think it's Tess. Okay. Tess would be too Maybe. loud about it, as they reference later in the episode of Tess knows something, everyone knows something. You think it's Garrick the dog? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. They, they set the scent out on him. <laughs> could be Horace. Oh, could be Horace. And then they poisoned the dog after he let <laughs> share the news. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, though. So, they go to the park, because well, Caroline and all of them, they devise this plan to print out some flyers to share Kitty and all of them because Kitty's sent on revenge we'll touch on more of that in a moment but Mm -hmm. this is their grand scheme is disseminate some news about how they're torturing people down there this is bad news he's he's not good for prisoners and stuff and he's crooked and they they get the word around and they, they, they do take exception exception to it especially with Caroline but we'll talk about that more later but it does seem like they succeed in terms of spreading some negative buzz out there about mm-hmm. uh, Merceron, that he's not always cracked up to be, that the queen is even maybe taking a second look at his operations. Yeah, yeah. But Mercer, the, the gang is like, we need to, the bad guys, they're like, we mm-hmm. need to scare the good guys. We need to put them in their place. Yeah. And so George and Carrie are talking, and it's like, yeah, maybe it's time to go back home. Good time to just take a <laughs> siesta. Yeah, it's like, look, we don't want to, we like being booed, but we don't like those, like, evil boos. We like the playful boos. Yeah, these guys are getting heckled in the park. That's not any fun. That's not fun at all. Uh, So they're going to return to Cornwall today. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good time to take a step back and talk about the Jeffrey Charles of it all. Okay. He's getting letters. He's intercepting messages from Cecily's maids because mm-hmm. Cecily is in a room with barred windows and a locked door where she can't yeah. even walk to the window. I mean, 
that that's that's punishment. Dave, have you did you ever get punished as a child? Did you ever have to deal with uh, having to be stuck indoors for doing something bad? No, I don't. I never really. I never really got grounded. I also never really severely misbehaved like that to earn being grounded. Well, I can tell you, I was grounded for false accusations that were levied against me by a certain family member. And Uh-oh. ground being grounded sucks. <laughs> you really are confined to the room. <laughs> Can't can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. So, I can only imagine what she's writing in these letters that she's sending out to to Jeffrey Charles. She's saying, "We gotta make a plan. You gotta get me out of. You gotta bust me out of here." Yeah. And so they do make a plan. Mm-hmm. And they Jeffrey Charles loops in uh, Ross because he comes to comes. He's, he happens to just come back right in time when Ross has reemerged. Like, oh hey Ross, I need to do. Like, I need your help. What's you want to help me with something? And Ross is like. Always, always here to help. He's a little busy, but sure, kid. Uh, yeah, he wants to escape with her to Honduras. Or yeah, is it Honduras or is it Jamaica? Right? No, no they're going well, to New York. They go to America. Yeah, because yeah. Ross devises the whole plan. Like you're going to get on this boat. It's going to take you over overseas. You'll be fine. You'll love it there. Just send me a letter when you get there. Yeah, concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like some well-laid plans because they're going to just have uh, Jeffrey Charles and Cicely lay low at their house, which, again... is the dumbest place to do it. There's spies everywhere, as Mercer has told us. <laughs> or Wickham has told us, at least. So, they do lay low. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really matter. No, no. Because as soon as they try to go out there, well, Ross is prospecting, and this is when he gets captured by the French. Mm-hmm. But but when as soon as they go out to enact the plan, they're immediately all confronted by some goons. Uh, Merceron and uh, goons, yeah. And they tie up Demelza, and then they assault and beat up Jeffrey Charles. And yeah, and take uh, Caroline away. Yeah. Oh, right, right. They do take Caroline away. Not Caroline. Um, Cecily. Sorry. Cecily. They do take Cecily away. Yeah. And they beat the crap out of Jeffrey Charles. Oh, his eye is busted. He can't see. They even do the whole thing where he's unconscious and then Cecily lets out a massive cry of no. Did you think in that moment Jeffrey Charles is dead, Dave? For like a second, I thought he was dead. I mean, it was a twinge overreaction for her considering he was not dead. (laughs) Well, I like that Hanson's like, He's not dead. It's literally within a half second of her crying like that. It really deflates the moment. It's like, it doesn't even let you let it sink in that maybe Jeffrey Charles is dead. It's just Hanson almost calling her stupid and all of us stupid. He ain't like, I didn't kill him. But it's like, you're known, you're known to do this. This is not the first time. Yeah. But he lays a law down saying, you're never going to talk to this guy again. We're done. I'm getting you out of here. We're going to Honduras. You're, you're 100% done with this guy. And if he does talk to you again, he will be dead. We'll kill him. Yep. He'll do it. But the thing is, he is about to be executed, except Mm -hmm. there is a turn. Because George is confronted by Mercer and Hanson because they think that he's keeping the people there. Mm -hmm. They they, they think he's hiding out Jeffrey Charles with Cecily and that that's where they're going to make their escape. But that's not the case. And 
while they're waiting out George to see if, you know, Jeffrey Charles shows up or, or what have you, like, you know, deciding what to do about Jeffrey Charles of, of it all, there was some information that George did receive. Now we can take in Dwight and Caroline to the story. Mm-hmm. So Caroline commits uh, fraud or treason, and she reads Dwight's notes. Well, they're already having a little bit of issues before then, where Kitty is staying with them after the execution of yeah, Dad. Yeah, yeah. And Dwight says, you can stay as long as you want. And Caroline is not having it. I mean, she's like, sure, you can you can stay. What the f- <laughs> What are you talking about, Dwight? We can't have her stay I was, here. I was nervous in this moment because I was like, Caroline, don't do this to me right now. We don't need these characters of moral questionability. Like, I know you're loaded. You can afford to have this woman and her kid stay in one of your houses. Well, I don't think that's it. Uh-huh. She's, a little, she's a little jealous of the attention that Dwight is giving her. Yeah, because I think Dwight is still super busy with all of his uh, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still kind of playing cover-up for Ross. And it's like, you know, sadly, um, even though Ned is gone, at least, you know, she can focus on her. Focus on their relationship. Yeah. But, nope. And... I get what they were trying to do here, which was it was playing up on the fact that he's been ignoring her all season, like like you're just uh-huh. saying, that he wasn't showing her enough attention. But it did feel a, mis- a bit misplaced where there's not been any kind of chemistry between Kitty and Dwight at all so far mm-hmm. this season. So like, why yeah, Kitty would she feels suspect... like had, she's been a hanger on of sorts. Yeah, I mean, do you think Dwight is actually actively pursuing a widow? Like that's the time to do it. That's that's to make a play, especially when he's happily with you. Or so I mean, it may seem not seem that way, but. Come on. Yeah, I, well, I feel like I wasn't getting the impression that there's the romantic interest there because she's pregnant, you know? Right, but it definitely seems like Caroline is intimating that based on him asking Kitty to stick around some more. I think Car- Caroline is just like, I think she's like a, a reformed mean girl. And I think she slips into mean girl mode and then walks it back. I don't think she's being mean here. I, I think it's more so she's more concerned. I, my critique is more of them trying to play out a little bit more of why her suspicions are so severe to think that there may be a connection between him and Kitty. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let it play out. Because I don't, I don't think she's in the wrong here because, again, Dwight's been ignoring her all season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she and that's why she sees to it to accompany them to London to help Ross with this plight of spreading the word about the Merceron and the Hansons of the world. And uh, it's when she's writing on her, and we see Kitty trying to give out these, these papers. People are ignoring her, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, because she's a person of color back then, and she is also married to a traitor. Caroline is having more success with this, spreading the papers. Mm-hmm. And, go, and is about to show up again one day on her horse until a man jumps in front of the horse to try and knock her off it. Yes. One of the many uh, scarers, the characters hired by Merceron. And I thought like there was a moment of concern, like is she pregnant or something? Because she kind of like looks down, and I don't know, adjusts herself. Maybe she she seems a little weary, weary for a moment. I mean, that would be a strange subplot to tack on, but again, not the strangest that this episode could have thrown at us. Right. So. As you were saying, though, Dave, he's going. She's going through Dwight's documents after they come back to come back home. Not necessarily intentionally, but she's flipping through, thumbing through these papers with some vigor once she sees mm-hmm. the name on them. 
Yeah. It's and George. Jo- or, yeah, and it's George's insanity thing that Uncle Carrie said he would have George put in jail if it ever saw the light of day. And Dwight, expectably and appropriately, gets very upset with her for meddling in confidential papers. At the same time, dude, don't just leave your confidential papers like that hanging around on your desk. That's true. That's true. Like, if this were a video game, he'd just hit X and he'd read the whole thing. The whole dossier would be yours. Yeah. Um, so anyways, though, back to, I think, so in the episode, I think they're preparing to maybe do some more, like, spreading of word or whatever. Or no, they're just hanging around the home, and, and she mm-hmm. notices someone exiting the room. Like, it's quiet in there, then all of a sudden someone's exiting her house. Horace isn't around, and she comes across Horace slumped over. Yeah. No, I thought we were going to get Caroline Wick or something. Get revenge for her dog. I thought they, I mean, and again, this this episode played the same beat twice. It's like the dog is not dead. It would be harsh if they'd killed off Horace like that. I mean, I understand that it's not, like, cool to kill animals in, in television. But if you're going to repeat the beat, beat with a human and an animal... One of them can die, and it can be the animal. Look, goons can kill a dog. I think it just goes to show that maybe Hanson and Mercer need to hire better goons who are good at That's their true. jobs. That's true. Even the London squad is bad. I, I just want to know what they fed the dog because, it, yeah, it didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, so they like, don't kill a, the little pug. Just mm-hmm. make him sleep. Yeah. And so Dwight is in there to take care of the dog. Nurse yeah, Dwight's like... He's back. How's that? Yeah. And, and she, she tells says, like, him, thank, thank you for breaking your vow to never treat animals. He's like, woman, you horse. done broke vows of my medical ethics. I'm all bets are off now for, for old Dr. Dwight. Yeah. Now I'm trying to remember, uh, how does she get involved with George now? So she goes... So she goes to George, and she's basically, Mm -hmm. she says, look, all of you are meddling too much, and my sanity is being put on the line. My life is on the line. Uh, You know, my man doesn't have time for me, and y'all got to stop. And if you don't keep, you know, if you don't shut up and leave us, the Despards and the Poldarks alone, this information that a certain person might be a little cuckoo bananas is going to go to the public. Right. Right, she's fed up and she's had enough. And, and then George and Carrie are like, "Okay, fine, you got it. What we we got to do, what we got to do." And then Caroline leaves. Well, also, we should stress that this is masterwork from Caroline. She is fantastic mm-hmm. in this scene. And then yeah. she leaves, and and George is like, "Well, whose butt are we covering with this whole insanity thing?" Yeah, and why Uncle do we need Carrie's, to worry about that? Uncle Carrie's like, "You." <laughs> You're the like, lunatic. Does man. Georgia also have dementia? Is there something that I'm missing here about insanity? Do you I just mean, forget maybe things? Maybe there's something about Dwight's methods that just kind of left him. They're so, yeah, they're so effective you don't even remember them having happened. They, they removed the scene where Dwight conducted a lobotomy on George at some point this season. He just blew air in his ear and then George is like, oh. <laughs> I'm better. Uh, but, Yeah. So Caroline, Caroline's out of there. And so to that point, uh, that's when George talks to Hanson and, and oh, was it Mercer, Mercer he's on. talking to? 
Mercer on. He's like, okay, you guys can just leave me alone. I'm, I'm done. Here, here's money for it. Spare, spare my son-in-law. I don't even like him that much. Just make sure he's roughed up. <laughs> don't kill him. Bust uh, his eye, though. He can be blind. Exactly. But he's like, I'm done with you guys. I don't want to go into business with any of you. You're not good. Mm-hmm. Mercerron doesn't even look at the check, and he says, double it. And George says, all right. Done. I mean, I don't even think he has to double it. The guy didn't even look at the check. He could just <laughs> hand him whatever he's like, yeah, was sure. on there. Yeah, sure. it's doubled. Uh, so yeah, Jeffrey Charles' life is spared. They're ostensibly out of their hair because now Hanson's just going to go back to Honduras. He never got mm-hmm. close a deal. Cecily's going with him. Kitty's on the boat. Yep. They they bid Kitty uh goodbye. Wish her well. Yep. She says that she has you know Ned left her with enough in uh, Jamaica that she can build a house. Raise the kid. All will be well. Yeah. And Cicely tells Jeffrey Charles, don't be sad. It's first love, man. You'll get over it. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> don't be sad because of all the pain you're in from your broken bones and your face. Yeah. And, and you can sense in some ways she's just saying this to kind of ease the pain. But on some level, I actually think she believes it too, which is like you just went through a lot <laughs> to just say, eh, it's not that bad can't be that, that mm-hmm. rough you know yeah she she nothing happened to her but her man got almost killed she thought he was dead he was being so badly well she, she was she was you know punished so she, she had to stay inside of room for 30 days not even 30 days they don't even show that's true they show that the maids basically just off camera get her out of the room like i want those maids are, are not getting a reference if this were like down abbey they would be they would be put in jail yeah He's definitely Hanson's having them killed when he goes back to Honduras. They're they're gonna wind up with Bannon time. I mean, who knows if they're just local hands? Uh, Doesn't matter. They're done. They're dead. They didn't follow the rules. Yeah. The, the weird thing at the end of the episode is George says to Carrie, "Is like you know they saved a small fortune," but Carrie reminds him, "Well, you, you saved a lot, or you had to spend a lot to to deal with them be, going away." So I, I don't know what George means by saving a small fortune exactly. No, yeah, because I wasn't a hundred percent sure about this either. So I'm sure they'll flesh it out next week. But I was maybe under the impression that Merceron turned down the offer, but they were leaving, so he didn't have to pay him off because yeah. they're going back to Jamaica or Honduras, and Merceron's got no dog left in the fight with Ross. There's nothing to gain anymore. Yeah, like they've they've the bad guys won or they're walking away. Victorious, effectively. Ned's dead. Yeah. Kitty's going back to Honduras. Jeffrey Charles isn't going to mess with Cecily anymore. They've won. They're walking away. But I could be wrong. I just don't know. Yeah, the small fortune that they saved. I just don't know. Maybe it's. Well, I think he did offer a lot of money to 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 have it be doubled and say okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're out of their hair. Um, but there, I mean, there's there's other stuff that goes on in this episode. We didn't even talk about Demelza. You know how she had a gun pointed in her face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Prudy is the one who finds her. Prudy was really cleaned up this episode, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh she yeah, did, like she hit the showers. Good her and her. Tess, they both found the the washcloth and the soap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think about how far she's come since hanging with Judd. Night and day. Yeah, she, I think she, she needs to learn. 
she needs she's one of those people that she's been bouncing around from bad man to bad man. Now that she's been herself, you see she her skin looks better, her hair looks better. Mm-hmm. She's moisturizing. You know, she's not hanging out with some old pirate anymore. She's yeah. just chilling. That's why I tell her. Maybe next week Zachy will ask her on a date. Oh maybe. I oh, no, Zachy's yeah, got a lot up. of kids. That's right. Never but no Zachy's right. married. <laughs> yeah, he he's doing just fine. Uh Maybe Sam Carnell, you know, maybe he'll entertain her. Because he's yeah. entertaining everyone this episode still. Yeah, he's on patrol duty and Tess is like, let's pray. And he's like, I'm on patrol. Yeah. You know, can we please say a prayer? And yeah, I was worried in that scene. I was like, is Tess going to be the one to find out that Jeffrey Charles and uh, Cicely are staying there with them? Not quite. And, nope. But we still get, yeah, Rosina showing up to say I don't say bad things often but that test is not up to any good uh, she tells Demelza she's she's yeah. in league with Jacka she said my father my father my father and they're doing bad things they're they're stealing the ore that's who it is mm-hmm which by the way between them stealing the ore down there the French military down there and then all these spies and goons around. So much activity is going on at this beach right yeah, now. Yeah, the local businesses in, in Cornwall are probably booming. It's like, yeah. wow, all these people in the tavern. This is great. Calm down. Um, I mean, Demelza does stuff this episode. She's she's helping out, uh, you know, back around town, but it's pretty lightweight for Demelza, actually. Yeah, I think this goes to show how far she's grown as a character. Like, she's just assisting, she's helping people. She's working right. with Zaki to try to think of when is the right time to ambush these thieves. I mean, and she Ross does give advice like, to... Let him keep to, going. Yeah. And she does give advice to Sam to say, like, you know, watch out around that Tess character. She, she's crooked. And then she tells Tess, like, I'm watching you. Step yeah. out of the line again and you're done. And Tess is just like, yeah, we'll see about that. I'm doing just fine. She says, I'm learning to read. How's that? I can oh, pray now. Far. I still don't understand why Sam is all in on Tess all of a sudden. R- Rosina was just as interested in him and is pretty. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Well, he likes the you know he likes the the misfit toys. He liked uh, Thali's daughter, and he like Tess is similar. You know. <sighs> to reform someone that is further down the ethical rabbit hole is better for a preacher. It's a bigger yeah. win for him. I guess so. I really hope new- Sam's end is not like, oh yeah, I like praying with Tess because I'm a preacher, but I really do love Rosina. I hope it's more than that. Yeah, he'll he'll get with Rosina. I, he I, will, I, but I think it's one of those things where they make it like, oh, I never actually liked Ro- Tess in a romantic way. Right. I right. just wanted to reform her, and then she's yeah. like, ah. Yeah, some basic drama like that. Um, we also got news that Morena is expecting with Drake soon. That was quick. Quick turnaround. Yeah. I mean, she was ready to go, and everyone's happy for her. Even Tessa's sitting in the home there like, oh, good for you. Yeah, she's, like, she's a plus one to family dinner. That's insane. Get her out of there. Uh, they, they raised a, you know, a toast. Pretty again. She looks so cleaned up in the scene. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're doing well. And I think... Is that most of the episode, Dave? I think that's... As far as I... As far as I know, yeah. We end on the cliff. Ross walking, standing side by side with this uh, French guy. 
Right, with Raskoff. Uh, any guesses as to what's going to happen in the finale, Dave? Ross wins. <laughs> Ross be- redeems his name by snitching out the French to Wickham. Sam winds up with Rosina. Drake, more when it gets back, um, what's the other baby? What I said before, she's going to... She's going to inherit the Whitworth mansion or something like that. They're going to wind up happy. Mm-hmm. Ro- the thing is, like, I don't, th- there's no, like, Ross is going to win, but there's no, like, victory. I think Ross and George are going to have a Draco Malfoy Harry Potter moment where they're like, we don't like each other, but we agree, you know, like, we're human. Yeah. What about you? Any, any other, any holes to fill? The only thing I'm hoping for is we see Ross punch a man one more time before the show closes out. If we don't get Ross punching someone in the season finale, it's like, what were we doing here? Oh, he didn't yeah. punch enough people this season. And that's what we live for in the show is Ross not, knocking people out. Maybe next week will be like um, the Avengers Endgame and like Captain Blamey will come back. And I don't think and so. Francis's sister. I don't even. I can't even remember her name off the top of my head. She's a main character. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, tr- uh, not Trudy. Um, I know what you're talking about, though, because she's with uh, Captain Blamey, right? Captain Blamey, <laughs> yeah. The- Cause yeah, she was everywhere, and then all of a sudden she wasn't. Um, the guy that they they bring to um, Verity, Verity, yeah, Verity. The guy that they they bring to like France because he tries to kill Dwight for because because he kills his wife and tries to kill Dwight. He comes back to help Ross. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. I mean, maybe uh, yeah, who knows? But we'll see. I think Car- we'll see maybe Caroline will get pregnant again. Man, that'd be a nice ending for them. Yeah. Maybe nice. Garrick will will die like Yoda and just disappear. <laughs> Could be. Did, did we uh, did we like this week's episode, Dave? It was busy. I didn't dislike yeah. it. It was definitely, you know, I think um, it's like the second to last Game of Thrones. Like we're just setting up for something big. But it's the second to last Game of Thrones in the worst way, where it's like, okay, you're setting up something huge with Ross, and has anyone told you we only have one episode left to fulfill it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, so. but it's not like like the third to last. or that, There's that one episode in the Game of Thrones finale last season. I don't know why mm-hmm. exactly I went on this tangent. Where all the characters are mishmashing and talking. And you're like, all right, I like these people hanging around. This episode, there's a lot of mishmashing and talking. Yeah. But there's also a lot of action and moving a plot in directions we didn't anticipate. So it's a little strange. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll but see But not bad, week. but one more, one more. One more. For now. I am curious. Well, we got power rankings, though, before that. Mm-hmm. You want to kick us off this week? Yeah. I got Ross at number three. Okay. The man has just made a deal that may be one of the most dangerous ones in his life. He's fell in a pit this episode. He finds out that everyone's been deceiving him all season. It's just a week of frustrations for this man. He can't get anything done right. He can't even get Jeffrey Charles and Cicely to, to get away. Now I feel like now I feel like Ross, Ross saying it's the worst deal he's ever made. This is a guy who last week was broken into the septic system of a prison with a tra- a traitor on trial for for, for treason, a guilt mm-hmm. convicted. Ross Ross is done, he like leveraged his family's wealth multiple times. He he's makes, bought a mine that was worthless. It didn't even turn anything right <laughs> for the longest he's, time. Uh, He's done a lot of bad things for this to be the worst, but for, sure, oh, Ross. For a show about miners and mines, not much mining going on this episode. 
all kind of the periphery. We're in a mine. Or it's we about mine. mine. That's uh, true. I, well, well, I got Kitty at number three because, you know, her man's gone and she's just trying to sort of be there. And yeah. the scene where she sees Caroline say that, like, Caroline doesn't want her in the house anymore. The look on her face is so, like, you feel for her. She's lost yeah. so much. She doesn't deserve to be still in the middle of this drama, but she is. Yep. Well, well goodbye, Kitty. That's all we got to say yeah. about that. Well, we'll, <laughs> well see the, her next week. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> Kitty? She got sent around, around the, off to Honduras. What are you talking about? You think that boat is going to go all the way to Honduras with Cecily and, and Ralph? Yes. We, we are done with Kitty, effectively. We got a lot to do with Ross next week. Ces- uh, the show does not end without Cecily and Jeffrey Charles together. So we will see them all next week. Okay, whatever you say. But but I got Mercer on Enhancement number two. Okay. Because at the end of the day, they tried to kill a dog. Couldn't do it. They tried to kill Ross. They couldn't do it. And now they've got people heckling them all over town and talking about their, their torturing practices. It's not great. As much as they may have gotten some money out of the situation and everything, they definitely come out of this looking worse than they did going into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Well, I got George at number two. Okay. Because this guy gets basically squeezed for everything. His dignity's mm-hmm. gone from previous weeks. Uh, Caroline basically tells him, like, hey, I'm going to expose you for being a crazy person. And he's like, who, me? I'm crazy? And then he has to pay out this money to Merceron, allegedly, more than he wants to. So, like, he leaves with nothing. His slate, he's like a zero right now. And he realized that he put all his eggs in this basket. That's a bad basket. Yeah. It's, it's so bad funny, we- too, with George. Didn't he have that moment of clarity with Dwight at the cliff? Like, saying, like, I need help? <laughs> like, he doesn't remember that? Yeah. No, apparently not. Like, it seems like George is, is, is left with absolutely nothing. So, yeah. uh, not a great look for him. Well, number one going down for me is Jeffrey Charles. The bo- oh, boy got gotta be. butt whooped. Yeah, doesn't get the girl. Just looks like a clown. Wasted all our time. Around, yeah, sitting around passing notes with an old lady. This took up so much time out of the season and added up to, added up to nothing. So, There's thanks, still Jeff one Charles. more. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he'll fall for Tess. Or Prudy. Yeah, sure, why not? I think that would be a good get for him. I'd go, I'd rather choose Prudy than Tess. I'll I'll get I'll say that much. But All right. Anyways, Dave, who's going up for you? Caroline's a number three. Okay. She she you know breaks the ethical code, but she finds out what her man's been doing that he's been keeping so close to the vest, which I think we'll find out next week. I think ne- obviously everyone's there's gonna be like Downton Abbey. Everyone's gonna have nice endings. She's gonna open up. Poldark is to, very downbeat, man. But I think she's going to open up to Dwight and be like, look, well, now I understand why you couldn't talk to me about this patient and why you were doting on him all the time. And not only is that she have that emotional clarity, the dog doesn't die. Mm. Her husband dutifully saves this dog that she thinks is going to die. And then she has like an all-time great promo to, to George, of all people, someone who she's managed to keep in a good place socially, where she's like, yeah. you, you leave us all alone. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom yeah. line because I said so, or I'm going to expose true. you. And then she walks out, and they're like, "Okay, you did it. You won. You got it." Yeah. Well, number three, I got Uncle Carrie and George, because I think it's okay. actually very important that George realizes, "Oh, I was crazy for a moment. <laughs> now I'm back." 
I don't remember that moment, even though it was a year of my life. Yeah. They got Mercer and Hanson out of of their head, their hair. They're they're, they're gone. Uh So now they can kind of just get back to business without dealing with these other people interfering with their practices, I think. I think they're they're left in a good spot there. And also they got Jeffrey Charles, like, because that's another thing. If he would have married Cicely, that would put a part potentially put them in league with Hanson for life. Thank God they avoided that bullet. Even George getting married to a sister's mm-hmm. like, you know, dodge a bullet there for the best. Okay. Well, number two, I got Drake and Morwenna. I got Drake One's... and Morwenna at number two as well. Congrats. Salud. Well, exactly. Welcome a new Poldark to the, or a car into the family. What do you think they're going to name the child? Francis. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. I they don't know, no uh, Garrick. Garrick the boy. Um, maybe. Um, yeah, Ozzy. They just name him on Oz Oh, boy. Walls. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's going uh, up at number one for you, Dave? Well, contrary to what you say, he woke up in a pit thinking he was dead. He later in the episode has a knife to his throat and talks his way out of it. And he's about to commit... The greatest adventure of all time. <laughs> it's Ross. No, man. He's in bad straits right now, man. He's going to be whole, just fine. The whole cliffhanger is on, on him like being in a bad predicament where he has to lie to Demelza again. And whenever he lies to Demelza, that does not go well for Ross. That's true. But, this, you know, he, he stares down death twice in this episode and comes out alive. Sure. Well, you know who also stared down death this week? Well, number Horace? one, I got Caroline. Oh. <laughs> no, well, she she stared it down with her dog having it, and then when the man intercepted her while she was on a horse, and she still st- stayed on that horse and did not fall off, she rode it like a damn bronco. The, the, the guy like beeline for her and just goes like boo, and then walks <laughs> away, and she's like, "A guy did this to me." It literally is just boo, and then he runs away. And it's like, come on, Mercer, man. I was like, I got the best guy from the haunted hayride to be my hitman. <laughs> Yeah, and so she lays the law down with George and lets him know what's up. And she even it's pretty direct with Dwight saying like, "I don't like you hanging around this kitty woman that much." Like she's nice. I'm your woman. We got to <laughs> move on with here. this. We got to leave this drama in the rear view. Exactly. We've been waiting all season for Caroline to do something. We finally got something out of her. So that was good. Yeah, good. She got long arms too. I don't always forget how long her arms are. That, that helps you hold the story she, she horse get, steady. You know, she, if she had to fight, she could. She could. She could have she could put up a fight. Well, Dave, we could talk about what we're watching, but also this week is WrestleMania week and I just want That's to hear right. from you, Dave. That's what are you looking forward to at WrestleMania? Hmm. That's a good question. Well it's two nights. Mm-hmm. Um what am I looking forward to at WrestleMania? That's I think I'm looking forward to I I feel like it's kind of snuck up on us. Yeah. Um I think for the sake of our listeners, Dominic Mysterio versus his daddy, Rey Mysterio. Did you see what he said last night? On Raw? No. Yeah. He said, I wish Eddie was my father. Didn't for he, listeners I mean, he said who, something. He told his mom to shut up last week. Yeah. And and for that, listeners who remember, that's, he, he, was, he was the son who was being contested over in the paternity lawsuit. Uh, in like 2007 lawsuit, or 8? 2005. 2005. It was, it was a ladder match to get the paternity papers to, uh, to Dominic. And his, his father, Ray, won. Over Eddie Eddie Guerrero, rest in peace. Who alleged and, he was his the, a sperm donor? Yeah, but 
now Dominic is at odds with his his father Ray and is saying he wished Eddie was his father <laughs> all along. I mean, that's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. Oh, it's going to be a banger. I can't wait. And and then like he's going into the Hall of Fame Ray Mysterio too, so maybe his last match with his son maybe retiring him. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, he can't. I I know he's a, a, a tried and true wrestler who wants to. Mm-hmm. Passed the torch on his way out the door, but the story can't end like that. He's got he's got to spank his child in the middle of the ring. Oh, he will, or the mother will. <laughs> there, there was uh, people out there who were saying like this is not appropriate to have a grown man fighting his child. <laughs> but again, he's a twenty five year old son. He's not like a child child. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's married. His son is married now too. So like, or it's engaged. Like, yeah, or engaged. So it's not like he's beating his a full child. Anyways, yeah, that that'll be good. Yeah, we'll we'll post some social links to those clips from that just to show just how soapy it is. Anything else on yeah. the weekend you're looking forward to? Well, of course. I mean, you want to see two big men going at it. So uh, Amos, uh, Omas and uh, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is going to be a barn burner. Yep. It's two men going at it. Two big, big, big boys big throwing each other around. Yeah. And then... I am looking forward to Cody versus Roman because I'm I'm just ready to see Roman lose. <laughs> I'm just so sick yeah. of Roman. I'm ready to yeah. see it happen. And it's it's going to be nice because if you look at the the three big stories, so you know we'll get a little in the weeds with Corey and I's relationship with pro wrestling. About I would say what like 2010, we were going mm-hmm. into New York to see the Ring of Honor shows. Yeah. So we were going to see these smaller wrestling shows, and the two guys that were the focal points are wrestling for the tag team championships. And this guy that we saw wrestle in a police police athletic league gym in Danbury, Connecticut, like five years ago, is mm-hmm. wrestling for the big title. So these guys that we saw wrestle in these little halls, taking over the They've world. Made it. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And, and it's free on Peacock if you're a Down right. Abbey fan. <laughs> yeah, if you subscribe to Peacock already. Uh, so anyways, that's what we're watching this weekend. It's going to take up a lot of time. Oh, yeah. But- and we'll talk about Love is Blind next week. Oh, yeah. Have you watched all of it, Dave, so far? I've watched a few. Not okay. all of it. Okay. <laughs> but we can leave it there for this week. Oh, man, we're almost at an hour. But uh, you know where to find us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up at lordsgrantham at gmail.com. We have the Patreon with bonus episodes, our Lords Grantham Lounge on Facebook if you want to talk with us. Uh, and, you know... You can find all our episodes on our Podbean website. You can also leave us five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to us if you so choose. And we just thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah.